Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey Writers Roundtable Season Preview Shows. I'm your host, Matthew Zator, and, and uh, we're we're almost at the end of our NHL teams here. We're up to the Carolina Hurricanes, and I've got uh, Zach Martin from the Hockey Writers here. Um, Zach, how's it going? We've got preseason games well underway here. we got the regular season, what, two weeks away? Um, it's coming. How's it going? No, going good. Appreciate the invite. Yeah, we're exactly two weeks away. Or if you're talking Hurricanes jersey numbers, Justin Williams days away. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just very exciting. Yeah, I know they're playing the Panthers. And then I think uh, Rod's uh, son, Skylar, is playing tonight, too. So it's a family affair uh, at PNC tonight. But, yeah, no, uh, like I said, appreciate the invite and glad to be here. How are you, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. Like I say, hockey's around the corner. So, uh, yeah, I got a preseason game to watch uh, for the Canucks t- this evening as well. So, nice. um, yeah, it's hopefully it's not as bad as that 10 nothing uh, first game. But uh, <laughs> it, it's only pre- it doesn't count if it's preseason, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And it bet it's good it didn't count because that's that's not very good. Yeah, but right. uh, let's, <laughs> let's get back to the Hurricanes here. And, uh, you know, the Hurricanes, they had a pretty good season last uh, last season. They've gotten to this, you know, second round, second round of the playoffs. Um, uh, yeah, Eastern Conference Final. Eastern Conference Final, yeah. They went yeah. almost all the way to the Stanley Cup Final, got, so got stopped right there. You know, the Florida Panthers, they're they're a gauntlet. They're so good. Um, up until that Stanley Cup Final, they got run over by the Vegas Golden Knights. But yeah, um, the Hurricanes uh, did pretty well uh, for those uh, first three rounds, but barely almost got to the final they're returning a lot of players and they also added a ton of players um you know added a few different pieces we'll start at the forward group and start with michael bunting because uh he was with the toronto maple Leafs. he was on their top line second line uh, it's looking like that he's going to be in the top six with the hurricanes Uh, what do you think bunting's going to bring to this lineup I think he's going to bring a little bit of a uh, little bit of snarl to the top six, but I mean, he also brings on a lot of scoring touch. He was like 23 goals each the last two seasons, played a lot of time with Matthews and Marner and stuff like that. Even got some, you know, power play minutes and stuff like that too. So, I mean, he has some, he can score and he's got net front presence, which I think the hurricanes haven't really had the last couple seasons outside of like Steph Nason. So he's bringing a more net front presence type of game to the hurricanes desperately needed. And he also is a guy that can get under people's skins, but also draw penalties. I think he had like what 43 drawn penalties last mm-hmm. year, which was like only two behind Connor McDavid. So you got a guy who can draw penalties and gets you a lot more power play time, which for the Hurricanes would be nice to have because they don't get a lot of calls going their way. So, but I think he he brings a little feistiness, but he also brings that scoring touch as well. So I I, I expect to have him a good year this year, especially if it, it looks like we're probably looking at a top line of bunting aho jarvis would you be a good you know mm. first line so i think he's bringing something that i think the hurricanes desperately need it and you know have him for three seasons coming up at a good aav contract and in the, in the length it is i think it's a great addition for the hurricanes this year having michael bunting coming onto the team yeah i mean bunting was a like we said very key player for the maple leafs for a number of seasons there and uh you know i i was kind of surprised maybe not surprised that he left but because he was going to demand quite a bit of money, I mean, 4.5 is not bad. I mean, it's not like no, it's a not all. contract. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's coming in, like you said, he's going to bring a lot of different things to the lineup that maybe the Hurricanes need um, mm-hmm. to push through that to get to the final. I don't know if uh, they were missing a lot of that, but 
they're usually a pretty deep lineup and just he just adds to that right so oh yeah no 100 percent. yeah it, it's like he's adding that little extra that they needed on the offensive side of things and you know like i said he, yes he does get penalties as well but he's someone that has a little bit of physicality i think the hurricanes kind of also lacked a little bit over the last couple of seasons too so they have a lot of skill but i think like what the hurricanes front office saw in the playoffs it's like okay we do need to add a little bit more physicality but not but also not take away from what the hurricanes are good at which is scoring throughout the entire yeah. lineup so he he brings in a good mix of the hurricanes of additions that they do need but also still brings in the style that rod Burnmore likes to run in carolina which is a full 200 foot game strong four check and back check transition games and just pressure all, in, all, all around the ice mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, this forward group is still pretty dangerous. I, overall, I, do you have any storylines or burning questions you're kind of watching throughout training camp and the preseason? Like I said, we're we're underway. We're what mm-hmm. Hurricanes, I believe, have played two preseason games as we record this. Uh, they're going to be playing, like you said, to playing tonight. So, mm-hmm. uh, anything you're kind of watching throughout training camp here? Yeah, it, mainly it's kind of trying to figure out what that bottom, what the I guess what the bottom six would kind of look like. I know early on they threw Teva Teravina on that third line with Martinuk and Stahl, which is kind of interesting is the fact that the last like two, three seasons you've seen Foss and Stahl mm-hmm. and then add in whoever left winger you had. Two seasons ago they had Nito Niederreiter. Last year they had Jordan Martinuk. So it's kind of interesting how Teva Teravina is kind of playing that third line, which, I mean, he does bring some – he's a really good shutdown defensive forward as well. So maybe that's what they're going to look at or – it's really around in the pre in the preseason and training camp. So maybe it's just an, it's an extra look to go somewhere else with that. But I would say for the fourth quarter, you're maybe kind of looking more of like, what's that fourth line going to look like? Who's your fourth right wing? Who's your four C going to be either mm-hmm. Jack Drury or was going to be facility Ponomara before he got hurt. But even then you still got Zach Aston Reese as a PTO mm-hmm. deal. Kiefer Bellows as well. Um, Steph Nason. I mean, he's really good on the power play. He's someone that I think is kind of, etched his name into the starting lineup is but i think it's a lot of what's the other fourth line going to look like and how like the bottom six is going to be kind of paired up just all depends on what rod wants to do so um i say that's kind of what i'm looking at more is just like where are guys certainly going to play it seems like the top six are kind of set i know a lot of people want to see tara vinen up there in the top six but it's kind of tough when you got you know martin h's who had a career year last year Mm -hmm. Just very cooking. Yeah, he's coming into his own as well. He played really well last year. Svechnikov was on his way to lead the team until he got hurt with his knee. But then you add Michael Bunton, we talked about. Sebastian Ajo just got a contract extension. He's, you know, the face of the franchise. And Seth Jarvis is coming into his third season too. And he didn't really have a bad year last year. He just unfortunately couldn't get puck luck. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's – I think the top six is kind of set. Bottom six, you're kind of just figuring out who's going to go where and who's maybe going to get some, like, depth spots because unfortunately there is no ahl team for the hurricanes this year so instead of having like 20 or 21 guys we're probably gonna be looking at like a full boat 23 mm-hmm. 24 a lot more depth uh is probably what we're looking at going into the season for the hurricanes so could get more guys than you would never necessarily think would make the roster just because they got to bring extra bodies in with no american league hockey ahl affiliate yeah, it's tough not having an AHL team. You got to kind of put them <laughs> everywhere. Like you kind of throw them to different yeah. other teams, right? I, I don't know if they have anything in place yet for that. I I know they have. They've had discussions. There are 
agreements. We just don't know where exactly yet. Um, the only thing that the only guy they've kind of sent back is um, uh, Jacob Vondras going went back to Sudbury for the Wolves in the in the uh, OHL. Other than that, all the European guys are already back in Europe. All their college guys are back at the you know at their colleges and stuff like that. So now it's it's a wait and see period of who's going to be loaned out wherever mm-hmm. or who's going to stay at this point. Yeah, I it like you say it's better to have an AHL affiliate, but. No, doesn't look <laughs> thank, thank you thank you chicago wolves for throwing a wrench in that equation yeah trying to become reason. what the first independent uh since the 1995 i believe or 96 mm-hmm. is one of the two yeah like the mid 90s yeah. yeah it's interesting all right let's move to the defense and uh this is where they saw some additions and a returning guy uh yeah. dimitri orlov signed in free agency to a big 7.75 million dollar deal um a lot of money uh, and yeah. then tony uh, tony d'angelo returned to the mm-hmm. team on a 1.675 million deal a dollar deal which is really good bargain for what he can bring to the team i yeah. uh, what do you think about this defense with those uh new additions yeah talking about a defense is already deep as it was and already like what a top five in the league and now yeah. you had Dmitry orlov who was like the highly touted free agent defenseman the hurricanes get him right off the bat early on the first day of free agency, which is massively huge because you saw how good he played with Washington and Boston too. I think I saw somewhere he was like, since like 2018, I believe, I think he's like 13th in the NHL in terms of points with like 105, I want to say. But I mean, the guy can score, he can put up points and he, they see him more as an offensive defenseman, but he also plays a really great two-way game as well. So I could definitely see him getting some time on the power play possibly on the penalty kill all just depends but getting him is such a huge get and you know bringing Tony D'Angelo back you know he set the record for most points as a defenseman in one season two seasons ago before Brent Burns broke it last year but Tony you know brings a good um he understands the system he knows it really well you know played a lot of good minutes on the on the power play he quarterbacked one of the power play units pretty much all year he's got a good shot um you know it's it's interesting having him back. You mm-hmm. know, they also had a Caleb Jones and Dylan Coughlin got re-signed as well right. too. So I think we're up to like nine defensemen right now. <laughs> so it's very interesting how they're going to play that. Cause I know going into last night's game, um, they had like four like defensive pairings. Like that's how deep the hurricanes are right now. The fact we can just, oh yeah, we can just shoot up like four <laughs> whole lines of defense and then, you know, a whole set has to sit out, but um, but bringing Tony back, you know, it, it, it adds a little bit more of the offensive side that, I mean, the Hurricanes led the whole league last year in goals for defensemen. Mm. It's basically making them like one of the deepest cores in the league, but it's also a core that's really good too. So, I mean, it's good to see that the fact that they have more strategy, give some guy, give guys some nights off. And if you really look at it throughout the season, you might get, you might have a guy sit for a whole game total, but it's not through one game. It's just saving him on ice time. So I think getting Orlov and D'Angelo gives the Hurricanes more of a strategy to go into the season with how deep they are right now. But yeah, just getting Orlov in, it's such a huge <laughs> boost. Like where do you fit him in with the with yeah. group that's already got Slavin and Burns on the top line? Shane Pesci's been here for a long time. Jalen Chatfield came into his own last yeah. year in his first full season too. Like I said, you get Caleb Jones, now to get Tony D'Angelo back, Dylan Coghlan. So, yeah, it is a full boat. <laughs> it's a log jam at defense. Now where do you put them? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to mention Chatfield because uh, he's scr- a scratch on Cap Friendly, according to their depth chart. And right, yeah. I, and he played a lot last season for, mm-hmm. for the Hurricanes. Played really well, like you said. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. I was hoping he would stay with the Canucks. So he started with the Canucks way back mm-hmm. and started seeing some potential in them. And then, of course, they didn't re-sign him. <laughs> right? Him. Yeah. So it's yeah. He he played pretty decently. I think it was like what eighteen games with the Canucks. I yeah. think it was like 18, 19, or 19, uh, 20, right. so somewhere around there, yeah. So, I mean, you know, he played really well. I think he played in like 78 games last year, even when Jacob Slavin went down, shot Chaffield right up to the first line left uh, left D spot. Played really well with Brent Burns. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he he's a guy that can go up and down whatever defensive pair that they need him to. So, yeah, he, it's a very solid guy, and it's interesting how they've already got him as a scratch, right? But it's like, ah, I want <laughs> I I to see him too quick. He did play well last year. So, yeah, it's like I said, it's just – where are you going to put guys? That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. And do you see them trading one of those guys? Uh, or is this just they want this type of depth? I would say I think they kind of want the, want the depth just because of the fact that we talked about there's no AHL team. Mm-hmm. They kind of need some extra bodies because you, know, you never know what's going to happen throughout the year. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get tired. Stuff like that. So I think they're going to try to run with the guys that they have now just to in case something happens, will will they go for a trade? It's a possibility. I'm not going to say no to that. So you could possibly look at maybe December, January, maybe by the trade deadline. It all really depends, I guess, where the Hurricanes are at, maybe where they maybe need a need by that point of the season. Who really knows? So I'm not going to say no, but also maybe they won't trade. Like I said, <laughs> they, they just need it for depth pieces at this point because yeah. no affiliate. Need the extra bodies. <laughs> yeah, may as well. I mean, it's, it's better to have a deeper defense than not enough. So, right, right. You you want to be like the Maple Leafs and have like five defensemen. You're like, yeah. Ah, <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> no, that that's true. That's very true. So we'll see how that all kind of plays out throughout the season. Right, right goaltending and didn't change at all from last season. Uh, Frederick Anderson, Antti Ranta, the tandem, and then the very promising Pieter Kachetkov there as the third string. Um, and he was one of my, well, he wasn't on my last top 10 of prospects because he kind of fell. He's 25, I believe now. So Somewhere he kind of yeah, falls out of that realm of, prospect was 24 and 23 yeah. is my cutoff so yeah prospect yeah it's like prospect prospect kind of yeah. Yeah. but he, he no. is i would call him the goaltender of the future for this team oh, yeah. um because the two goaltenders are 33 and 34 respectively mm-hmm. so what do you think about this uh tandem going to season or three-headed monster really right yeah it's very interesting because like they, they've talked about, are they going to run with three goalies or are they going to send Piotr back down and just loan him out to an AHL? I'm assuming there's probably a deal in place where they will send Piotr down to the AHL or the hurricanes are like, Hey, you know, the other two goalies have gotten hurt the last couple seasons at certain points of the year, maybe having Piotr up here and just kind of finding ice time, getting a rotation in my work for them too. So I, it all really depends. I can, I can see them rolling, rolling with three or I can see them just going with Ranta and, Anderson like they've done for the last two seasons and if they need Piotr they can just call him up because he'll be loaned out somewhere um but I mean the goaltending in Carolina the last two years has been phenomenal I mean you're you're looking at guys who are probably sub 2.5 goals against the last two seasons Ronta like went 19 straight games at home undefeated like that's how good his how good he was and you look at Freddie Anderson this last year was his first time in the playoffs for the Hurricanes 
I think it was like a sub 1.6 goals against. Like the dude played out of his mind all playoffs besides maybe what one game against the Islanders and maybe I won't even say against the Devils very much. It's just you look at the Eastern Conference final. He played phenomenal. It's just unfortunately Sergei Bobrovsky figured out how to be a goaltender again went Vesna mode all of a sudden. And it was probably the closest sweep you can ever see because every game was decided by a goal and two games were decided in overtime. So it's I think Frederick Anson played phenomenal last season in the playoffs. So for the fact that the Hurricanes brought both of them back and on cheaper deals is not bad either. And Ronta's only back for a one year deal. So it could be, it could be like, all right, we're going to get one last run with these two guys. And then, you know, Pierre Kachekov starts his four-year contract this year. That that just kicked in, and it's only $2 million per season. So it's one of those things where, yeah, let's run it back with the same two. If we do it, great. If not, you know, we still got Piotr. Back up Anderson, because Anderson came back for two more years as well, and his contract's not that bad either. So I, I like the goalie situation. Going in, you thought, okay, they're going to go with one or the other, and then you saw they brought both of them back. It's like, Okay, they. I mean, they like him enough. They like him enough to do it again for a third time. So why not? So, it's a very interesting situation, and I think it'd be very exciting to see how that works out as the season goes on. Yeah, I, I've said that you need. I think in the NHL now, you need at least two guys that'll play most. Oh, hundred. Yeah, sometimes even three. Like because yeah. of the fact that there's those injuries and guys getting tired, um, you want to keep guys fresh. Right. You need a really good third string that you can call mm-hmm. on, and Coach Hedgecoff's probably one of the best. Uh, oh, 100% right yeah. now. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like, you think about like not even like five years ago, you think, oh, you need that one goalie, and then you kind of need a guy who's kind of decent as your backup. And now, like you said, it's like now it's kind of like you need a tandem, mm-hmm. you need a Allmark Swayman, you need like a Sorokin, and you know, who insert name here, or you look at you know, the Rangers, it gets just Sterkin and Jonathan Quick. Yeah. So it's like you you need tandem goalies in this in in this day and age in the NHL. So yeah, it's yeah. it's very interesting. It's very interesting how the Hurricanes are three deep, but even then, like they even got Yanov Peretz who won yeah. the <laughs> won the NCAA Talent Hockey for uh for his team last season too. And that's their fourth string goal. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like okay. <laughs> Like, how can you not be upset about that? So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's 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 good. Depth is a very needed thing, and especially for goalies, because goalies that are that good don't grow on trees very much. No. So it's like you, you want to try to hoard them. It's like, no, mine. Yeah. <laughs> They're mine. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, Peretz is a very, uh, you know, promising goaltender as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, yeah the goaltending is pretty strong. Uh this whole line, I mean, this whole team is strong. And even you go into their prospects, we'll talk about some guys later on here. But right. for a team that, that finishes high in the standings, they have a really good prospect pool as well. So, and that's not usually the case for teams that are always finishing high in the standings. They don't get those good draft picks, but it seems like they are able to get these gems in the later rounds. Um so, and, you know, you're looking at guys like, I don't know, I'm not calling Seth Jarvis a gem because really he was drafted in the first round, but he was drafted <laughs> lower than I thought he should have been. Right. Um, you know, he ended up being a guy that I thought was supposed to be drafted in the upper upper part of the draft, but mm-hmm. he, he didn't. Um, 13th overall, mm-hmm. I guess that's the upper part, if you want to say. Yeah, uh, I thought yeah, he should have but... been drafted in the top 10. 
But yeah, oh yeah, the way he's been playing, yeah, definitely top ten for sure. A lot of people thought Sebastian Ajo was a stretch pick in the second round, yeah, thirty six or thirty nine. Jacob Slavin's a fourth, fifth round selection too. So I mean, Brett Pesci's a bat like way back in the. The, that's the one good thing about the hurricanes is the fact that every seems like every draft they don't miss on guys because it's like yeah. the scout the scouts are phenomenal they always they always try to find they always find the guys that fit the system and it just works and it's just you know getting they do and all these other guys. oh yeah like they got they got you know getting smashed a few years back at number three you know it's it's good to see the turnaround we were looking at the team like before rod burnmore came in where it's kind of like you might have prospects. Now it's like they got prospects for days. And you're yeah. like, okay, how are they going to crack the lineup? Because the lineup is so good, but our prospects are so good. So, yeah, it's like the, the Hurricanes had Paul Rolski in their system at one point, and this dude yeah. lights it up in the AHL, which is crazy. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's a good problem to have where you have a good lineup, but you also have a good prospect pool. I think, I think the athletic had him at like – 14 or 15 mm-hmm. in terms of the prospect pool which is even it's crazy to think that they're 15th you look at the the group they have and it's like that should be way better than 15 <laughs> but but you yeah, know <laughs> it, it's interesting yeah they're they're a very solid team all around so all right. Well, this is probably an obvious thing how they stack up in this metro division because they did finish uh, <laughs> second in the so they win no they Trying to figure out because New Jersey and Carolina were really neck and neck right at the end. Who actually yeah. won the division? So, so, so Carolina won the division. Yes, so was their, so, right. so they went back to back in the Metro, but it was their third straight division title because they won the Central during yeah. the shortened seasons. Yeah. So, yeah, the Hurricanes won won their third division back to back Metros. Yep. There so. you go. I always mix it up because I'm like, because they were really like points, really close. Yeah, it was really close. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how do they stack up this season? Are they still in that oh. being division leaders? Because this this division is really top. I don't think it's really changed from me. No. Yeah. No. I call it the division of death. Like how they do it in soccer yeah. for like the group of death. So that that's why I see it as because Carolina got better, New Jersey got better, Rangers, the, getting Wheeler and and quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh, it's still, it's for me, I don't know where Pittsburgh's kind of at. Cause yeah, you get Carlson, but your goaltending is still suspect and the rest of your yeah. defense is still kind of like up in the air and how that bomb six is going to look. The Islanders really didn't do anything per se, but it's the Islanders. You never really want to count them out because <laughs> they always, they always try to find a way to surprise you. So I still think Carolina is in that upper tier of the division. Mm-hmm. You're talking like them, New Jersey, you can make a case for the Rangers, but I'm not really sure how they're going to look because they, it's like I said, they didn't really get better. They didn't, they kind of got worse, but it's, they're kind of in a weird spot. And same thing for Pittsburgh and the Islanders. So I definitely say if you're talking like who's the, who are the teams to watch that who have a shot to win the division, it's Carolina and New Jersey. Yeah. And it's kind of the, that the group of three right there that might have a case. Washington, I don't think really yeah. think they even got better. They might, they got, they got Baxter coming back. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flyers in Columbus. Yeah, that... <laughs> it's just like, hi, how are you doing? That's really about it. <laughs> Columbus will be an interesting one to watch this season. I, I, I don't think, think so. they're, I don't think they're getting in that upper at all, but you know, I, Fantilli's yeah. looked really good in the preseason. I, I don't I know. It, 
but they're getting Zacharinsky back too. I, 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 I like Merz Lakins. I think he's good. It's just that they had, so, they had like half the roster out last year due to injury. So you yeah. can't blame on him. I think Columbus is going to be better than people think. I don't think they're going to be in the bottom five of the league, but I can see them probably around like 17 to like 20, yeah. maybe 22 at the worst in the league. So they're not going to be beyond terrible. But in this division, though, it's going to be oh. very there, there, there's like There's like five teams ahead of them that are so much better, and two that are going to be like, Going for division for the division yeah, at that yeah. point, but yeah, it's just the tough division to be in right now, for sure. <laughs> fun, <laughs> fun to watch. Yes. <laughs> all right, now let's get to our uh, quick fire round, and these are all quick, fun questions I like to ask here. And uh, let's start with uh, one or two breakout stars for the Hurricanes this season. Uh, just very cooking yummy. He's gonna have another big season. I believe I, he's gonna take a big step next year, especially if he gets his whole line back together. And if I had to pick one more, I think Seth Jarvis really has that breakout season. That everyone knows that he can have, and I think you're gonna see a career out of him. So, cooking yummy and um, Seth Jarvis are the two I keep an eye on. Yeah, I love Seth Jarvis. I already said so. There you go. <laughs> I yeah. hope he does too. <laughs> yeah. All right, a player that needs to bounce back from last season. Uh, Tavo Teravainen. I know last year was tough. He did lose his grandfather. Um, he was up and down the lineup a lot last year, so I, I think he's kind of looking for a stable year. And I think I think he's the guy that can do it because he's still good. It, mm. It's just it was one of those weird years where he just unfortunately didn't really go his way. But I think he'll have that bounce back year. Yeah, I agree with that, and. If he does, then of course the Hurricanes are much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, something that could be an X factor. Like it doesn't have to be a player. It can be a uh, situation, coaching, whatever. I would say the X factor would be the. I think the power play is going to be an X factor this year because you're bringing D'Angelo back, but you're bringing you got Michael Bunting coming in too, and you're kind of you've got more offensive firepower. And I think the fact that, you know, you can make it work to where it, if the power play gets going, then the Hurricanes are going to be unstoppable because the penalty kill is already great. They're always top three yeah. every year. So if you get that power play going just as good, I wouldn't even say if you get that power play in the top 10, Hurricanes are going to be lights out. If it wasn't for Boston going on a historic run last year, Hurricanes probably could have won the President's Trophy. But yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they get that power play running, watch out. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Okay, now this lineup is full like crazy. I don't know how any rookies are going to make it, but right. uh, do you see anyone that could potentially crack the lineup? I know Ponomariev was probably one of them, but of course he's yeah, gonna... yeah. And for yeah, I'll, yeah. If Ponomariev didn't get her, I, I think he would probably have been the biggest slam duck answer for that. Um, I would say the only one that might have another shot is, is maybe Jamison Reese or Ryan Suzuki, mm-hmm. but I mean. I would say more so Ryan Suzuki because he did have a good showcase, but James Reese was in kind of there too. So I would say if there was someone, it'd be one of those two guys. Now, if we slide upon Amarov, he, <laughs> he, he would be the guy for me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if that yeah. anything like that happens. Right. All right. A prospect to watch. Now, we already mentioned a couple guys. Uh, who should everyone be watching this season, uh, prospect wise? Felix Ungerstorm, 100%. That dude. He he had another great showcase as well. He's been playing. He's been good in the training camp. Played phenomenal last night. You heard his name throughout the that entire broadcast from all over the place. Great two hundred foot game. Great chances. Yeah, Felix Ungerstrom is legit. He just turned eighteen like not even a week ago. So yeah, this dude is. <laughs> 
this dude's freshly 18, but absolutely playing really good hockey right now. Yeah, he was a guy that uh, we were, I believe we mentioned a few times on Prospect Corner. Uh, so, yeah, it, see, again, <laughs> yeah. about the Hurricanes grabbing guys. Uh, that <laughs> Right, exactly. It's like, what? <laughs> like they need another one? <laughs> Uh, okay another one <laughs> another prospect another good one i right. i i want to say uh jaden perron's another guy that everyone should be watching oh yeah. i love i loved that pick uh in the draft because he was one of my guys that i was thinking he could have been a first round pick but ended up dropping into the second round so yeah great, keep great, it out. great. still picking the second round and like say even bradley nadu he, he's gonna be oh, good yes. too he like he lit he lit up for Penticton. In the fact that the Hurricanes even brought his brother in too, yeah, who also had 100 points with Penticton as well. So the Nadus combined both at 200 points. So yeah, those two are going to be just lethal for the Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun to watch for sure. Yeah, 100. percent Day, who will lead the team in scoring, forwards and defense? Now it could be a few oh, names for these guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man, I, I know Nietzsche's did it last year. Oh, Ah, would be a good pick, but I think Svechnikov will lead the forwards. Mm. You know, I mean, if he played all last year, I think he would have done it. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Svechnikov this year for the forwards. Defense, I mean, shoot, <laughs> you, got De, you got D'Angelo back, but of course he might be fighting for some ice time. Maybe Orlov, but not. Nah, I'm going Brent Burns. He did. A, yeah. He broke. He broke it last year. I think he might break it. He might break his own record again this year. I think it's just because he kind of have a slow start last year getting used to the system but give him a full year i think he's i think he's gonna break his records yeah it's it's (laughs) special cop and burns for me it's it's kind of like yeah it's good just give up those two guys (laughs) the ageless brent burns he's 38 years old now and he's still putting up points (laughs) aging aging like a fine whiskey not even a fine wine just a fine whiskey at this point (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he is a fun defenseman to watch that is 100 yeah all right, now we mentioned trades with the defense. Do you see anyone, not just defense, but anyone getting traded before the deadline here? Um, I'll go one forward and one defense just to make it more interesting. I would say if you're looking at defense, I'd probably say Brady Shea, mm-hmm. just because Brent like Brett Pesci says he wants to, he wants to finish his career in Carolina because he's been here the entire time. He's he's a Carolina prospect. He played with them for so long. I think it'd be good to have him stay the whole time. Um, and Brayshay's cap is a little bit higher. So I think that, you know, and plus he had a, he had a great, I mean, he scored, I think like 17, 18 goals last year. So he brings some offensive firepower and he even said he's going to score more too. Um, but I think that type of cap hit and just the fact they got so many guys they need to re-sign on that defense, I would say kind of Brayshay might be that guy that might just mm. leave. Uh, offense. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> If I had to pick someone, it might be Jack Drury, just because of the fact that he he requested a trade. I mean, they got so many other guys that they can probably bring up who might have a little bit more of a scoring mm-hmm. touch than he will. It's just like he's not like I said, he's not a bad player. It's just unfortunately, you were you really going to move up on the center depth that has Jordan Stahl and Jesperi Kokaniemi and Sebastian Aho and stuff like that. And it's just I don't really think there's anyone else in the in the forward court you can kind of just get rid of at mm-hmm. this point so i would say if I, you had to pick a ford jack jury mm-hmm. he'd yeah. probably fetch something too he's 23 years old so it's a lot yeah of yeah, deal, so yeah yeah could go so. some, could get something for him yeah okay last question and i love these questions bold prediction so 
a bold Ooh. prediction for this season. Oh man, bold prediction. Uh, oh man. Um I think I think Andre Sveshnikov is gonna hit 90 points this year. Good one. It's a good one. Yeah, he, yeah. he's definitely got that potential. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, 100 percent I mean, it's one of those things where like the hurricanes aren't known for guys that put up 90 to 100 point years, but if such a cough gets rolling and just gonna stay hot all season, I think he can hit 90. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll surprise people by getting him into that plateau. I would say he's probably I would say he can finish his top five in goals. In the yeah. League. That's a good one. Yeah, and I, I still can't believe he's only 23. I thought he I know, I know. He's been in the league since like 2018. Like, yeah, how has it already been that long? But yeah, it's it's wild. <laughs> but he still hasn't hit his athletic prime yet. What what else has he got? So yeah, he, right? he's definitely exciting. And <laughs> to see what'll happen this season. 100 percent all right. Well, thanks, Zach, for coming on uh, the show here, previewing the Carolina Hurricanes season. Uh, it's going to be another exciting one. Uh, you know, they're a very unique team. Uh, I love their celebrations. I still love the storm surge, uh, so you know, the different ones they do. So very exciting team. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch them this season. Before we get going, uh, make sure um, give everyone your social media and where everyone can find your stuff here. Yeah, uh, one true Zach on X. It's a uh, only true Zach. It's spelled out. It's not number one itself. That's where you can find where I can post all my articles and stuff like that. I even have a link in my uh, bio that goes to my um, author page at the Hockey Writers. Yeah, if you want to check out my stuff, it's right there. Just got nine articles done already, and it's been like a couple weeks since I've been here. So yeah, hitting the early grind here at the Hockey Writers, but it's it's great being here. And I enjoy it. So yeah, so yeah, if you want to find me on socials, one true Zach on the X. All right. Well, make sure you're checking out all the hockey writers uh, articles, preview stuff. Uh, we got the Hurricane Substack. Subscribe to that as well. Zach runs yes. that. Uh, lots of different articles coming out. We got yeah previews, recaps. We already got takeaways from the preseason games out there. We got previews co- and lots of stuff. So make sure you're checking <laughs> all that out. Give this video a like. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Hockey Writers YouTube channel if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, keep following us throughout the season. There's going to be tons of content um, coming up. So until next time, we'll see you on another episode of the Hockey Writers Roundtable.